everybody, and welcome to the newest episode of the 12-6 Podcast. It's your boy Mario, and I'm joined with my co-host, Rye. Ryan Pops. What up, Ryan? Marmagania. How we doing? What up, man? It's going good. Feeling good. We're on, we're on a six-game win streak as we speak. Looking to make it seven on the south side, and the Cubs. Cubs being the Cubs, man, you know, being Cubs. Cubs. Oh, I was just joking. Cubs are being the Cubs, dude. Fucking, uh... <laughs> Things are a little bit, it's like polar opposites, uh, north side and south side right now. It was a time um, where the two Chicago teams at a point in uh, in late April were were tied to the same record. And and that's that's pretty, That's I, would, I, don't, I wouldn't have thought I would have said that, you know, a couple of weeks ago. But Yeah, but know. it kind of seems like uh, nature is running its course here as of late. Yeah, man. It really, uh, it's like, this is where you start seeing the teams that are like actually good separate themselves from the and I'm noticing a lot of teams. I mean, I've been watching a ton of MLB TV, man. Like, I, I mean, because I'm in a couple of fantasy baseball leagues, that obviously gives me more of an incentive to watch. But I mean, so I'll just be throwing on, you know, some of these West Coast games, man. There are a lot of really deep teams this year, mm-hmm. and you're either really good or you're really bad, and there's really nothing in between. And that is well, that's just that, the way baseball yeah. is trending. It is, man. It really is. And like looking at the West, you know, I mean, I guess we talk, we'll start off with like the, the state of Major League Baseball, I guess, to start the, the, the pod today. Like, I mean, just look at the West, like the, the, at the National League West, every team in that division is over 500. I mean, there, the, there's a couple teams, right? The D backs and the Rockies that'll probably, you know, cool off in a bit. But I mean, they're even playing well. They're hitting well. I mean, some of their hitters, like Dalton Varsho, for example, like, like who the hell's that guy? You know, he's coming out. He's 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 a decent player, but you know, he's he's been all above league average hitter this year to start the, the season. You know, guys like that coming out. Connor Joe, I'm sure from the Rockies. He's 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 came out of nowhere. 28, 29 years old. So there are some teams that are they're getting some some types of offense and some types of contributions for players that that you wouldn't have expected. Um, and then you have teams like the Reds, you know, who 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 you know. They're, they're rough. They're rough. Um, they, they won three straight. They won tonight. But, man, that team is in rough shape. Um, you know, teams like the Pirates, for example, and teams like the Cubs, man. Yes, I mean, it's not good at all. I mean, uh, you look at the records at the bottom of the league. You got the Reds, Nationals, Tigers, and then the uh, Cubbies, dude. I mean, they're in bottom five in record right now. So, it's hey, I mean, about it. The uh, the draft lottery will give you guys a good chance to actually get the first overall pick, which I know we talked about it. Like, oh, it is what it is with baseball, but in reality, dude, like you want you want to get your pick. You know, you want your pick. No, you do, you do, and um, and the Cubs have pieces to um to kind of ship off here at the deadline. But um, Cubs yesterday they played on Sunday night baseball against the Dodgers and got throttled again. But that's besides the point. But before the game, uh, Buster only was saying how. You know, oh, expect Marcus Stroman, Wade Miley, Wilson Contreras. Uh, I can't remember if there's another name to be gone here at the end of the year. And it's just like, what the fuck is this organization right now, dude? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, what is this? Oh just, man! You know, it's just, it's just not. It's not a good. I mean, I understand. Like, I understand the rebuild thing with baseball. Rebuild it, build it ground up, and everything, but. And I've said on the pod before, that should not be the situation the Cubs is in, are in. And when I hear that, guys like 
Contreras leaving. Um, Wade, I mean, Wade Miley hasn't been pitched. That's besides the point. But like you know what I'm saying, Mario? Like it doesn't seem like it has to come to this. I I, I would agree with that. I I think uh, I think that the Cubs shouldn't have never found themselves in this kind of situation. I will agree with that. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just the way the the owner like the way ownership has seen it brought up, you know, the first time. And they're just like, you know what, we've done it before, we can do it again. Maybe that maybe that's the thought process, right? Maybe it's like, hey, we have to do it this way. And the way is trading all your best players or trading what you have of value, sucking ass for two or three years and then getting back to it. Cause right now, I mean, it's not looking good, man. It's no. It's not looking good and Ooh, well, I was I mean, going to say, one thing I know is that the Ricketts like money. And when they went through the first rebuild, they, they, were, still, they were still known as the lovable losers, right? They yeah. still packed out every single game. And I don't know how many Cubs games you've watched this year, but their record is, is definitely reflecting their attendance this year, dude. Like, people are not having it. Sunday night baseball last night, great weather, playing the Dodgers, 6 o'clock, premier Sunday night baseball game. Dude, it was half empty. Yikes. You know, so I, I don't know what the Ricketts game plan is here, but the fan base is just not going to put up with it. After they sniffed success for four or five years in a row, seeing what the Ricketts have done to Wrigleyville, the empire that they've built there, there's absolutely zero reason why fans are going to go and support this. Yeah, man, it's it would be tough being a Cup fan, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I, I get, like, the Rays doing it, you know, even though, like, we Right, because they're that. totally different. It's, to, it's a totally different um, – sense of finances when you look at those two teams right yeah i'm just looking at i'm really quickly here like as you were talking i'm pulling up some cubs minor league stats which is like what they're going to tell you to look at i mean it's not it's not looking good for some of your guys man like brennan davis he's off no but it's early god awful stock god awful man i mean it's it's like 195 286 and 299 the Iowa Cubs, which it is still yeah, but it's early. a small it's sample size. If you look at his 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 large sample over his minor league career, it's been pretty amazing, and he had a great spring training. I think uh, I I I think that just it just would be a little alarming to me, just to see that kind of be like your staple coming up. I I mean I would I would hope it comes up this year. Do you have Braylon uh, Marquez's numbers? I'm looking it up here. Let's see, Braylon Marquez, who is your tenth ranked uh, prospect, he actually is his, he hasn't pitched this year. Um, he's the tenth. He was the number one ranked prospect last year. But he must have been dealing with some injuries that dropped him. Yeah, let's see here. Um, he uh, tested positive for COVID before spring training. Came down with a shoulder impingement yeah. when he was ramping up. Yeah, so he uh, because that dude. Pitch. I mean, if you just look at potential, Braylon Marquez has got all the potential in the world. I know he was a late call up last year. Dude was gassed at 99, 100 he miles was, per hour man. from the left side. I mean, it was nasty. I, re- I do remember that. I do remember seeing him, and I was like, this guy's got some serious cheese, man. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. A guy who really fell off your system who was a really highly regarded prospect. Miguel Amaya? Miguel Amaya, yes. He really fell off your guys' system. He's uh, he's a top 30 prospect in your system still, but yeah, his numbers haven't really reflected it. He had a good season a couple years ago when he was about 20 years old in single A, and ever since then he's kind of fallen off. Um, a couple, a high spot for you, just briefly looking at some of your prospects. Pete Crow Armstrong's looking really, really strong in, in, in A ball. He's got four home runs, 17 RBIs. He's got eight stolen bags. Yep. Insane. Insane in 22 games. 
the home runs with the bags. You're talking about a guy who can, who you know, who could be a 20, 20, 30, 30 guy, right? If you're looking at the high ceiling there. I mean, that's something that those are the kinds of guys that I want when I'm looking at like a rebuild, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, those... the, the two names I was going to throw are Pete Crow Armstrong and um, Owen Casey, I believe you pronounced that. Mm, okay. Owen Casey's 19 years old. Last year, between two teams, he hit 302 on base percentage, 434. Um, walked a ton. He had 42 walks. I mean, this dude at 19. I mean, he dominated yeah. that lower level last year. He so. dominated rookie ball. When he went to Myrtle Beach, which is your low-A affiliate, he, he had a good OBP. He was taking pitches. I'd say just obviously we haven't seen any video on the guy, but just kind of talking the peripherals and stuff. He walks a lot. That's a good sign for somebody. For a 19-year-old to show yeah. that type of play discipline and everything at that age. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's 19 years old, dude. You know? Um, and I believe he came over in the Darvish trade. Mm. Um, but, yeah, Pico Armstrong, Owen Casey, I think they're going to be uh, good talents. Christian Hernandez, second overall ring prospect. His ETA is twenty twenty five though. He's only, what, 19 too. So, I mean, they do have pieces to look forward to, but it's just, you know – the big league level, dude. It's what it's what it's what you watch on TV, you know. And it's just it's really painful to watch right now, dude. There's another one that I mean, just another guy, DJ Hurst. I haven't really heard much of this. In 19 and a third, he has 26 strikeouts with 11 walks. He's got a .93 ERA. That's really impressive, man. That guy's a, the high A ball guy. 21 years old. I would hopefully like to see him in Double A. Kind of hear more about that guy. It looks like this is where you're. You know, this is what you got to look at when you're a Cubs fan, though. Sadly, I mean, it's the prospects, man. It really is. It you is the prospects. Like... But if you look at their ETAs, and we rattle <laughs> off, a, they're young guys. They're young, young dudes. I mean, a lot of these ETAs are 2024, 20, 2025. Holy shit. I don't want to look at this anymore. Hey, look at Brennan Davis coming up, though. I, I would say he'll be up this year. He should be up at least this year. So, yep. That's, that's, a, good, that's a good thing for you guys to, to look forward to. Uh, yeah, and if we're just talking about bright spots overall, we mentioned some of their young prospects. Nico Horner, dude, is looking amazing this year. Yeah, he, he I mean, he's 0 for 2 in this game right now, but both his exit velos have been 100-plus. He lined out, super hard line out to right field, I believe, his first at bat, and just lined out again. I mean, he's just been stroking the ball all over the place. Um, Suzuki started off super high. He's kind of come down back down to earth a little bit, but, you know, that's expected, dude. Um, and Ian Happ is off to a great start, too. Um, so there's bright spots at the big league level. Um, somebody that's been really, really, really disappointing though is Nicky Two Strikes, dude. Has been, man. He's been rough, he has I've been noticed. awful, dude. I have never seen, other than Jason Hayward, so many ground balls, just weak ground balls in my life, dude. Than Nick Madrigal. He has looked pretty bad, man. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, he he was looking, and the thing is, I I saw a stat that like was probably the most alarming thing to me. And I'm not gonna say I'm not a believer in the guy. I still am. He struck Mario, out. Don't tell me it's half his, the games. Is it his he average struck. exit velocity? No, no, no. It's not that. I know he's he's not gonna be blowing the cover off the ball. But one thing I saw that was alarming to me was, um, that he's in half the games played this year compared to last year. He already has the same amount of strikeouts. I mean that that's alarming to me. If I were a Cub fan, the fact that he's striking out more, he's still hitting the same, you know, he's not hitting any harder. Uh, he's not taking walks. He's not getting that ball in play as much. That's, that would be alarming to me here in the early going if I were a Cub fan. Well, let's face it, dude. I mean, he's facing tougher pitching within the division than he faced 
No, with the White Sox. He's not. Yes, he is, dude. Okay, I guess when you when you talk about for sure, but you're telling me like guys like Shane Bieber, guys like Zach Plesac last year was okay. Tristan McKenzie, those kinds of guys, those guys were tough. Don't okay? like, bring I, Tristan don't, McKenzie into the conversation of the the he, he could be gauntlet could be, the Brewers have. Okay, and to be Brandon Woodruff just got his ass kicked tonight. By the way, he screwed me. Right, and I'm not blaming his entire rough start on on the not, division that, pitching. But the but, thing is, that's the only other team though. Like the even the Cardinals. I mean, Mikey Mikolas is you know one of the bright spots for the Cardinals rotation. Um, Adam Wayne pretty ass. I mean, there are big guys. I mean, there's not really nothing else, man. They're really no, it's not really but as much as the next point I was gonna make. Do you remember my huge gripe with him when he was on a, the White Sox and he was getting all those bloop singles and everybody was blah blah blah, making two strikes, blah blah blah. I was like, dude, if it, those are, it's not sustainable. That that stuff is just not sustainable. Those blue pits he was getting, those weak ground balls that were just finding holes, and okay. it's proving right now. Right With now, that being said in, too, in motion, it is not sustainable. Before he went down last year, he was hitting the ball really hard, man. He was. He had a couple home runs. He started hitting the ball really hard, and then he, he went out. So I will say that when he's good, he can be he can be really good. And that's something that you guys have to, like, hold like in your heads. Like, hey, this guy can be good. He's shown a flash of being a very good second baseman, a guy that we could put at the top of our order in the future. Like, you got to have that in your head. Otherwise, well, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Well, and that's the thing with him. On this team, and regardless, years of control, I think we have him for, what, four, five years or whatever, he's going to get – he's going to be in the lineup every single day. He's going to get 400-plus plate appearances progress. this year. He's so he's, Yeah, he's going to have time to figure it out. It's not like he's uh, on a team like the Dodgers where if you go 0 for 10, you're not going to be in the lineup. He's going to be in the lineup every single day, no matter if he's hitting 150 or 300, you know. So he's going to get time to figure it out, but – I mean, like you said, Memorial Day is coming up, dude. So, I mean, if his batting average is still hovering around that 200 line at that point, I mean, it's not, it's not good. That's where you figure out who you are for the season. That's what they say. By Memorial Day, you'll know. Yep. Um, what up with this Frank the Tank situation, man? He was sent down, and today he's hitting fifth. Like, apparently David Ross said it's because he needs the at-bats and he needs the reps, but it's like, why are you bringing him up for them? Um, that's what he needs. Who... They brought him up because somebody just went on the injured list. David Robertson got hurt, but that's not yes. the that's not the but that's not the point though. The point is, how are you going to send a guy down, say that he's helped down there, and that's where he should be, and then have somebody go down in a year where you're not competing, and where obviously the at bats at a lower level are more important, and you're going to bring this guy right back up like the next day. Like what is it that was about? very confusing why you send him down because like you said, like who's taking his spot, Michael Rivas? Like what? <laughs> Let him get at bats. He showed last year he can put the ball over the fence. You know, on a team like this, yeah. just put him in there, dude. Who gives a shit? It doesn't matter, right? Hundred percent. And I think that right. I know the mentality is to win your games and stuff, but the Cubs aren't good enough to do that right now. They're just not going to do it. That's not what their thing is, you know. And right, yeah. And they went in the they went in the off season with their cornerstone set: Pat Wisdom, Frank Schwindel. And you give Frank Schwindel a month to prove himself. Mm-hmm. In a season where it doesn't matter, you're not going to win, you're not going to compete. I, I agree. I, I texted you guys in that group chat, and I was like, Frank the Tank got sent down? Like, I, I was just as surprised as anybody. Like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, I mean, that's – I mean, that, that, that's, that was a dumb thing to do, I feel like. I mean, he is off to just a brutal start. He's hitting 200 with two homers. So, it's, I mean, it's not good, but, like, it, it, he, there's not Rizzo. We don't have Rizzo anymore. It's Frank the Tank and Michael Rivas, you know? So – 
Yeah. I didn't get the move at all, but but he's back. He's back, man, and I think he should stay. You know, now you're just wasting you're wasting uh send down options. You know, it's not that important, but I don't know what the hell he was doing sent down anyway. I mean, you suck. Leave him in there. Let him play. Let him get the at bats. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's a stupid decision, but I mean, I mean the what else you got? What else you got, man? Dude, I mean, not much. It's 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 really bad. I think they're already nine and a half games out of it. So at this point, with the Brewers, who seemingly not losing games, I mean, the Brewers are nineteen and eleven. Cubs are nine and eighteen, half games back. Um, not good. I mean, Wade Miley hasn't even made a start yet. Marcus Stroman is off to an awful start. He's got a five plus ERA. Hendricks has been, you know, off and on a little bit. Um, just, dude, it's going to be a long year, man. It's going to be a really long year. But like I said, he just – Horner's looking good. Hopefully Suzuki has a, uh, you know, good season at the end of the year. Hopefully he's in the rookie of the year contention, which I expect him to be. But other than that, I don't know, man. It seems like Contreras is going to be gone here in a couple months. Sounds like it. Strowman will probably be gone in a couple months. I mean Hendricks even, dude. Who knows? I mean, I mean, what do you think about Hendricks? <laughs> I think that I think that Cubs fans value him more than other people in the league value him. I, uh, it's just like it's like the Jose Abreu situation, right? Like the White Sox value Jose Abreu more than somebody else who doesn't have him because we know what he's worth internally, and like we know the impact of losing it. Or losing the player would be right, and that's like I guess that's what. Well, the thing about Hendricks is he signed. I think he's got two more years after this, and he's making about twelve million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. So he's way below market value, really. Um, so I think a team would, I mean, be all over that. Two years of control for less than fifteen million dollars a year. Um, but I mean, yeah. if the Cubs, if the Cubs do ship off Hendricks, Contreras, um, Stroman, it's like where does that put them for next year? You know, it it just seems like you're digging a deeper hole here. Unless you get a lot back and you make huge splashes in free agency, it's just that's what I'm. Thinking, I just man. don't know where this organization is going. There's nothing out there really that jumps off the table. I mean, the best you can do is probably Xander Bogarts or Correa again, who will probably opt out. Um, Trey Turner's going to be out there, but I doubt the Dodgers let him walk. Um, man, I mean, you just got to you got to go down the list a little bit. There's there's certain superstars out there I'll, I'll say that but nothing compared to like you know things we've seen in the past like this last offseason there's not it's not going to be like that this this coming up year so oh man I mean it's gonna be tough man it's gonna be tough this year I, I'm gonna go ahead and say it's probably gonna be worse next year that's my guess from the like just by looking at it um, there's not much they can do they don't have the prospects that are coming up in the system next year to even be excited for that. They got like a twenty. I'm getting like a 2017 White Sox vibe from it next, for them next year. And I mean, even the Sox had Moncada coming up that year, which he did. He was the number one overall prospect in baseball that year, you know. And like we had that. You guys don't even have that. So they're still hoping they get something good for Contreras. Maybe make a big signing in the off season. Get a guy for ten years or whatever, you know, kind of boost energy into the into the fan base. Yeah, the good thing is, though, I think, um, what is it, this year or next year, Hayward's money comes off the books. <laughs> that's what you guys are That's your, that's your no, like, saving that, grace. It's, I mean, that is kind of saving grace, but I saw a stat. I saw it a while ago in the offseason. It's either after this year or the next year. The Cubs literally have, like, 
it's like they have like $15 million committed to people or something like that. Where the yeah. payroll, the, the capability of what they could do is massive. Absolutely massive what they could do with the money, the financial flexibility that they'll have. So that right there is something to look forward to, I guess. Um, the amount of uh, prospects yeah. you could potentially get back for a Hendricks Contreras deal or, or um, trade or something along those lines, but right. let's take a sneak. Here. Let's take a peek here. Let's 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 peek. It. Let's take a little. Uh, we're using uh, SpotTrack for this, so credit to them and and they're uh, great. I mean, I, if you're ever looking for like any sort of player contracts, I would go to them. Yeah, they're the best. Free agents this coming up off season. With player options and numbers, we'll just go ahead and say it. Correa at the top, he will have he's a player option. He will probably opt out. He will be a free agent. Arenado, Cardinals superstar. Off the yeah, so looking at some more guys here on the on the free agent market for 2023 sale, he's not going to opt out. The uh, Grom will opt out. He's already publicly stated that he would. Rodon the same. He'll opt out. He's got a two-year deal. He's definitely going to opt out. Um, as A.J. Pollock goes yard after me and Ryan have been talking smack about him, that's great. Um, I can't believe that. It's about time. Um, yeah, I mean, just looks like some guys – I don't know if you – there's a few at the top there that you could build your, your, your team around, but I don't think there's anything there that the Cubs would be interested in. Yeah, I mean, what, what's the Grom's deal? Why is, why is he already saying he's publicly opting, opting out? Well, because he thinks he can make more than uh, – So this early in the making. season, he's already publicly said that? And let's not forget, he hasn't even thrown a pitch yet. So it's kind of a shit thing to do. I, I think – I yeah, he's already said he's going to test the free agent waters. I mean, if you're if, – if Stephen Cohen was your team's owner and he's already said he doesn't care about going over taxes and whatnot, why wouldn't you opt out? That's my thing. I mean, yeah, no, I understand doing it and maybe making comments more public near the end of the season or once off season hits. But no, I agree. I mean, if he's willing to give Scherzer uh, $43 million a year, I mean, I fuck, surprised if I was DeGrom, million, I was going to say I would push for $50 million a year. I think you could get it. I mean, Let's, let's, I mean, look, yeah, but the thing with this see. injuries, dude, he's fucking injured all the I know, time, dude. dude. Is, I mean, when was like, the last time he even made like 30, I mean, 25 starts? He'd be like the best. He'd be like such a pitcher the Dodgers would get. Like he's – because the Dodgers already have Bueller. They have Urias. They have Tony Gonsolin, who's such a – he's like a, you know, a swing man. Let's put him in here. Let's just get him going kind of thing. They have the depth, you know. They have it. And – Teams like if he was playing for the White Sox, like we need him to pitch. Like, dude, you can't be out half a year. We need you to pitch. So there's a lot of teams that that can't just give Degrom fifty million dollars and risk it. You know, right. So I guess we'll see on that front. But I mean, realistically, Cubs could go after. I guess they could go after Trey Turner. I'd be surprised to see him leave LA, and they I would definitely be upset if I were a Cub fan at least if they did not go after Correa. Yeah, it's just um, like a lot of those names you mentioned at the top. They like I, th- I think a lot of those names just don't make sense for what the Cubs are, the position that they're in right now. Yeah, man. You know, it's like quite, it's looking like it's looking like it really is going to be a, a nice five year retooling. And like Bruce Levine said it best when they when they uh, when they missed out on Correa, 
signing him to a thirty-plus million-dollar contract right now just doesn't make sense for the organization. Mm-hmm. You know, when you've got Horner at shortstop, Madrigal at second base, the way that they're trending right now, what they're trying to do, signing a guy like Cray at a thirty-plus million dollars where it's not going to put you over the hump doesn't make any sense. Yeah, man, signing think... a guy like Turner thirty-plus million dollars right now doesn't make any sense. Doing it in twenty seventeen or 2018, that would have made a whole lot of sense, you know? Yeah, man, we're, we're, we're behind that bridge, though. Well, that's exactly it. You know, we're behind that point, or we're past that point, actually, so. I don't know, man. I guess I guess when you look at their farm system a little bit more in-depth, it needs to be built up a little bit more before they start doing shit like that. That's the thing. Like, that's why the Sox got up to such a great start. It took them, like, two years to rebuild just because they had so many players in the roster they could tr- – I mean, they got – I mean, so it was like a three-year process of offloading contracts and players. Cubs don't really have that as much now. They already did. With, they already did that part, and they they got a couple. I think what did they get? They got Madrigal, right? And Madrigal is probably the best of the group they got, if we're being honest. Madrigal Hoyer, who knows what he would have been? Yeah, I mean, who knows what he would have been? But he'll be back. You know, he's he's still young enough. Right. You know, he'll be back. Other than that, they didn't get any big league talent. They got a bunch of dudes that are um, still trying to prove themselves down the uh, the old farm league. Pete Carl Armstrong, keep and watching them. Pete Carl Armstrong, Alcantara, all those guys. So just just keep watching them and, and keep letting them give you hope, man. Yep, I do think Brennan Davis that. will be just fine. I'm not worried about his slow start. I think he'll be fine. I think he's. I mean, he'll be. I be him at Wrigley sometime this year. I, I I'm like not even worried that you wouldn't see him at Wrigley this year. If 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 Brendan Davis is not playing at Wrigley this year, he either got hurt or he absolutely sucked such ass that they just didn't want to waste the one year on him. Right. So. Well, it's anyways, suck, dude. Man. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, anyways, let's talk about your White Sox, man. Off to a hot yeah, start. Or got hot recently. Yeah, man, they did what they had to do. You lose eight, you follow it up with six, try to make it seven. Uh, looking good. I mean, you, you go all the way back. You go all the way back to last Sunday. Losing five nothing in the ninth or six nothing in the ninth. You score five in the ninth. You leave a, you leave a couple on. Game you probably could have won, but game you probably should have won. Um, you know that, and that's that was when Giolito was coming out saying, "This is it. Like this is the turning point for us." And what did they do, man? They followed up with six straight. Pollock goes yard, three-run bomb, make it seven in a row, go tomorrow, make it an even eight, hopefully. We got a good matchup tomorrow with Giolito against the Guardians. Um, yeah, man, lots of like. I'm really happy. I, I'm, I'm seeing a lot here from this team that I really like recently. Scoring eight runs against the Guardians pitching staff, against Zach Plesak, really helps. Um, starting pitching has been phenomenal. Kopech's got an ERA under one to start the first month of the season, which is unbelievable. He's been absolutely dominant, man. His ball is 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 obviously it looks harder than ninety seven, ninety six is which what he's sitting right now. Dude, it really um, does. I mean, I don't know. I I those I just watching the start today. I mean, I I make it like a priority to watch every Kopech start because you just want to see the guy. You want to see the guy progress. He was like a a this like highly touted like prodigy of an arm. And it's finally coming to fruition after all the injuries, after all the time off. And we, we got him. Ryan, think about this. Think about this. This is going to blow your mind. In December, it would have been six years since we got Michael Kopech. Wow. Isn't that absolute? Doesn't that just blow your mind a little bit? I feel like 
Makes me feel old. I know, man. It was the year the Cubs won the World Series. That's the year we got Michael Kopech. So, wow. Yeah. So, it's about time, man. If you would have told me 2022 was the time we were going to see Michael Kopech start his dominance. I mean, you know, last year he was good out of the pen. Had a couple spot starts. I know he struck out 10 batters in the game he started against the Texas Rangers. So, I mean, he's had his time, but he's been absolutely phenomenal. Um, Giolito coming back out the aisle really helps. He's been great. Didn't have the best start against the Cubs and, and at Wrigley, but, I mean, we, we were all watching that game. That The conditions were ass. Um, nobody was pretty good in that. Nobody was hitting good in that. Nobody wanted to play in that, for being honest. Yeah. So, um, so there's that. Um, I mean, you're, you're, you got to win these next two games, in my opinion. Get You guys get this team four games over 500 because we Coming to town this weekend, man, and they are red hot. They are ready to go. They are fully healthy. They got not one excuse not to beat the shit out of the White Sox this weekend. And they are gonna. Their 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 offense has kind of cooled off a little bit. Uh, Judge is kind of cooling off. Giancarlo had a really hot week last week. He's kind of cooling off just a little bit. Hit a home run yesterday. I've been keeping tabs on him. I mean, usually when they're the you, you got to keep tabs on the best team right in the league and in, in your respective league. I think that's the Yankees right now. I think it's. it's not even fairly close. Um, they've just been that dominant, and I'm I'm really excited for this weekend. I'm expecting a sellout crowd all four games of the series starting Thursday. Um, expecting to beat the shit out of stupid Garrett Cole, that punk. I'm expecting a lot this weekend. I'm expecting a lot. I think uh, I think we can uh, I think we can pull one out. I think we can pull one out of our hat here. Yeah, I mean that'll be a really fun series. Two great teams going at it. Um, are you gonna are you gonna try to go to any of those games? Uh, maybe Thursday. I mean, it depends. You know, Thursday would probably be the one to go to. Uh, I mean, I was look. I was. I'm trying to project some of the matchups. Right. You had Cisco Saturday. He'll probably throw game one on Thursday because you, you he gets the day of rest. When's Kopech right? Day? Kopech Day will be five days from today. So obviously Giolito goes tomorrow. So it'll be so Tuesday, oh God, Wednesday, Thursday. I'm just Tuesday, thinking about it now. Wednesday, it'll be it'll go like this. It'll go. It'll go. It'll it will go. Cease Thursday, Keiko Friday. So we'll get blown out. <laughs> oh <laughs> my Kopech, God, dude! It'll go Copic Saturday. It'll go Giolito Sunday. So if you have your three horses going, because Lancelin is out, we're thinking about an early June start. Han said today. So. Oh my gosh! And Tanner Banks is trying his best to blow this lead here for the Sox in the ninth innings. He's given up a home run and a single, and oh my goodness! Live reaction from me. Ball gets away. Ahmed Rosario's going to third, and he's safe too. So all of a sudden, you know, the, the Indians decide they want to try and come back here. Uh, back to the point here. Sox got their three better, three of the best arms in the rotation. Obviously, Lynn is probably in there in that conversation too, but he's out. You got to at least take two, man. You got to take two from the end. Yeah, you got to split. Him, can't let him come into your into your into your field on your turf, and you can't let him beat you. I I think I think Cole and Cease match up Thursday. Think. Don't quote me on that, but uh, we'll see. And even if they don't, Cole's gonna match up with Cease or Keuchel on Thursday or Friday. Probably lose that game that he pitches. If we're being realistic, unless Cease is throwing, Cease could probably match him uh, 
but otherwise it's just not going to happen. And, and to be and, and to be perfectly honest, the Yankees have been kind of cold with their. Um, and Mokata made an error too. My God, what is happening here? Um, <laughs> a live reaction. Yeah, we're getting some live play by play. This is great. We're getting some live play by plays. Mokata's shake it off, buddy. First game back, he got a hit. He got a walk. Scored a run. I mean, it's it's a tough one, man. It's not what you want to see in the ninth inning, that's for sure. And you don't want to use Liam Hendricks after he had six saves last week. You just don't want to do it. You, you prefer not to use him, but if you have to, you got. And here comes the top of the order, I believe, for the Indians or somewhere damn near it. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this weekend. We we swept Boston and, and Boston. The Red Sox are struggling. They are struggling, man. Oh, my God. Xander Bogarts will be off that team and it's a dead. The thing is, like, if the Sox were scuffling that bad, you still have a chance because I don't feel like the Twins are going to stay afloat. Their pitching just – their pitching isn't proven. I mean, we're already seeing Dylan Bundy fall off the cliff. Chris Archer won't last very long. Joe Ryan, young arm. Looks pretty good. I think he'll stick around. Joe Ryan will be, be good. He'll be a good player. I think he's going to be good for a, a plenty of years. I think this year he's going to have his ups and downs, though. Um, he's just the kind of guy that would. I, I mean, like, look at Dylan Cease and, and Kopech and guys who had their ups and downs. You know, now they're there and they're finally, like, at A status and they're finally doing what they're meant to do. Um, they've been through all the growing pains. That's that's the one thing that I, I see that will be the downfall of the Twins is their starting pitching. Um, the Indians are hitting really well. They obviously have just scored three runs in the ninth, which is alarming, uh, or two runs in the ninth, which is alarming for my Sox here. Tanner Banks is struggling a bit to throw strikes and to throw strikes at that. Um, yeah. Dude, let's to talk weekend. about that Friday game, though. Keichel against those in that lineup. Oh, my God. It might be a home run derby, dude. I think uh, – I think it it, it was just it, wouldn't it just be funny to see Keiko actually shut them down? Look, let's get into this conversation now. You want to talk about you want to talk about a good problem to have, and I guess it's more of just a a problem that like the average fan doesn't care about, but I certainly do. Who are you taking, Vince Velasquez or Dallas Keiko when Lancelin comes back? Vince Velasquez, dude, he's proven himself. Think? I mean, right. he's absolutely proven himself. I mean, Fox, dude, like. You were the, probably the number one dude down on him at the beginning of the year. I was year. down he's on him just, so bad. Dude, he shoved. He has absolutely shut me the hell up. He shoved against the Angels last Saturday. Went to Boston Friday night, primetime game on Apple TV, which, by the way, is my beef of the week. Like, is that ever – is that the absolute worst broadcasting you have ever seen in your life? Thankfully, I've got this one thing called Marquee Sports Network. I don't have to deal about that. I don't worry about that stuff. But yeah, you can listen to Boog, right? Your boy Boog. My boy Boog, dude. We want Len back. Bring Len yeah. back. Yeah, bring Len back, right? I heard that earlier. Um, yeah, man, that Apple TV broadcast was gone off. All of them were just terrible. The quality was good. I really, It, it looked really beautiful quality. Like, the quality of the of, – the cameras was great. You could tell it was a well-done broadcast, but commentary was god-off. Um, and I know people are like, oh, they're, she's new and they're all new. Give them time, you assholes. Like, no, no, don't give me that crap. Like, I don't want to hear it, man. I mean, it's a major league broadcast. It's not like we're exactly. uh, broadcasting the uh, Kane County Cougars. It's just an experiment. I mean, this is the like, major leagues. I don't think I've ever been more inclined in my life 
to actually play the radio while I was watching the game live. Dude, which... you'd, you'd be that guy in the uh, sitting at the game with his old uh, Steve Bartman, dude. The Steve, Steve Bartman. Bartman headset on, listening to the radio. <laughs> do the Steve Bartman have the radio headset? I mean, God, bringing up Steve Bartman. Could you imagine being a fan? And hearing like the radio, like oh, there's the fan. He's sitting there like that asshole, like this, that, and the other. Can you imagine being a fan like that? God, that kill me, dude. If you're that guy, yeah, sitting at the, at the stadium listening to the radio broadcast. I mean, it, it, I mean, it's kind of like gives you like that old that old throwback feel. But yeah, no, dude, I wouldn't do that. I would never do. That. I would do it. Like if the White Sox were in the World Series, you bet your ass I'm gonna have Lennon DJ on in the background. You bet your ass. Like, you got to have that call on. You got to. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, Friday's going to be a hell. It's going to be an absolute shit show if it's Keuchel. I think it, is. I think it will be Keuchel. But, 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 big but, there's uh, Johnny Cueto has one more start with Charlotte coming up. I think it's tomorrow or Wednesday. Probably won't be coming up Friday. I know he's got a contract clause that says by May 15th, if he's not brought up, he can opt out. Or he, yeah, like a clause links in that that he will no longer be part of the team and he'll get his money and all this stuff. So somebody's got to go regardless, right? So what happens to Keiko at that point? You think you think he just becomes a long um, long relief bullpen guy if um, or a, um, a short notice dude or what I happens think to they go. I think they go to a six man until Lance Lynn comes back. That's and smart. then when Lynn comes back, they stay at a six-man, but somebody goes. So I think whoever goes will be the worst of who's of the three between Keuchel, Velasquez, and Cueto. And smart money says Dallas Keuchel will be the worst, right? I mean, we could probably all agree on that. That'd be a safe bet. Well, I mean, dude, he he got away. He got away Sunday, man. I mean, the Red Sox are dog shit, and, like, they're really not. They're just playing bad. They have great talent, but, uh, I mean, he's – it's like a damn heart attack ending every single time you see the guy pitch. There's always traffic on the base. Something's always happening every inning. I mean, it was a miracle he gave up two runs, in my opinion, but dude's a professional, man. Uh Uh-huh, he is. He knows how to pitch, you know? He does. You know, he's been around for a bit. He's got a sign under his belt. Like, he had a great career, man. But it just kind of – I mean, it's not not nearly as good, but it kind of reminds me of, like, uh, Lester's last year at the Cub. Um, Velocity was way down, but he knew how to pitch. He was a freaking professional. He knew how to hit the corners. Uh, He developed, like, a nasty little 89-mile-per-hour cutter. Knew how to move in, out, up, down, and that's kind of what Keiko's reversed to, but – I mean, it's not nearly as good, but, you know, these guys know how to freaking throw the ball. Yeah, the thing with Keiko, I mean, just going like, more in-depth, I mean, that's that's what we want to do here. He's missing this a lot. He's trying to nitpick the corners. I mean, for whatever reason, I don't know what the hell it is, but every single – I've seen every single one of his starts this year. I don't know how it's happened to me. I don't know what I did to, you know, <laughs> the producers or the schedule makers to make them perfectly aligned with my schedule, but – he nitpicks the zone so much, man. That's what he's got to do. I know, but it's it, it gets to the point where he's missing like two or three feet out with like an 84-hour curveball. Do you think anybody in a major league lineup is going to swing at that? Dude, they see 84 for BP. I mean, they probably don't, but like that's probably – I mean, that's just like 
You see that in the Sunday Rec League. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to take that, and they won't even be even nearly, like, pressured into swinging it. He's got to attack the zone. He has to. And, like, with attacking the zone, I think that's Tycho's best play. I mean, I know some of it, you know, anybody, a good hitter can hit 88 or 87 or whatever he's throwing, but he's got to attack the zone, man, because he's not going to get anybody chasing his stuff these days. That's his biggest problem, in my opinion, there. Yeah, you're right. And, I mean, obviously, this is stating the obvious. That's a fine line, you know, because, I mean, if he's attacking the zone with that weak stuff, I mean, the potential for it to just get clobbered is, is extremely high. Like, you see that with Hendricks, dude. You know, Hendricks' stuff is 87, 88, and if he misses middle in, I mean, the thing's getting hit a long ways, you know. So he's got to be very, very, very careful if he decides to attack the zone like that. I would say Hendricks is really, really good. And just look at this stat really quick. Man, Liam Hendricks, six innings pitch. His opponent hitters are 0 for 18. He's walked two batters, and he's struck out eight. Yeah, this dude's been a freaking dog this year. That's why you pay him $18 million or whatever the hell it was. Um, yeah, the thing with Hendricks, though, is Hendricks is way better at, like, actually spotting the ball. Oh, he's way better, and his stuff moves way more. Yeah. You know? yeah he's Keiko just like a way he's... better pitcher. But, like I'm saying, to the point is, Keichel Hendricks, if they miss over the middle of the oh, plate, right. it gets hurt, you know? Yeah, dude. I mean, we saw the Indians score 10 runs off of Dallas Keichel in one inning. I don't know if that I, – I, the Yankees could actually beat that if they actually are on their game. With the Yankees, though, they're like I mentioned, they're they're pretty cold right now. I think we're getting them at the right time, and I think it's our time to to maybe get a, a three for one, um, you know, a, a three, a, beat them three to one in the series, man. I think it's definitely yeah. possible. Yeah, I remember we or last time we shot the uh, the pod, you were saying how horrible the uh, the the red there the uh, the White Sox schedule is coming up, dude. It's rough, man. I was like, it dude, what? Rough. Oh. It's wrong, the dude. The past series, I mean, they played the Angels, whatever, split. They're a tough team. They're actually my sleeper in the AL West, if you don't remember. Dude, uh, dude the Angels are killing it. Cubs, right Red Sox, who are fucking awful right now. The Guardians, who are not very good. Um, and then the Guardians, Yankees, hey, okay. Hey, but then Guardians the Royals. Took, Guardians just took the series from the, from the Blue Jays. So the Guardians are actually pretty good. They actually have one of the top offenses in the American League. Don't sleep on the Cleveland Guardians, I'm telling you, but continue. Well, I'm just saying, then you got the Royals after that, Red Sox again, Cubs again. I mean, the schedule is not, like, not in your favor. I mean, it's not the the hardest schedule I've ever seen. Ooh, Hendricks. I might be on a delay here, but. But I'm just saying, I mean, you got two series with the Yankees mixed in with those shit teams, so it's not the worst thing ever. Got two series. Well, think about this, too, at the end of the month. Boston, we go. Boston comes into town at the end of the month, and then uh, and then we have uh, then we have to go to Toronto and, and Tampa, which we'll be down there. We'll watch a game of that series down there. But I mean, it's it's a little tough, man. It's gonna be tough. You we got L, and then we got the Dodgers, dude. Like right back after Tampa, we got the Dodgers at home. Like it does get pretty rough right there, man. I mean, wouldn't be surprised to see, wouldn't be surprised to see them lose like a couple series there. But we'll Mario, you're about to be really pissed off. I just see I've just seen what happened. If he gives up a grand slam, dude, I'm gonna lose my mind. I gotta get this live reaction. We gotta wait. Oh my gosh, dude, what is happening? This is uh this is this is prime pod right now. Oh my god, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? 
Josh Naylor, no batting gloves. God. Up and away. Unbelievable, dude. Dude, this is like the, uh, what was that game the other day? The Mets-Phillies? Coming in with dude, the seven-run no ninth inning. Dude, oh my gosh. You've got to be shitting me. Dude, he took that 97-98 and just shat all over it, dude. Dude, how does something like this just happen? Ooh. How does something like this just happen, dude? That's what happens when you pitch to uh, professional hitters, dude. They can fucking they can touch ninety-eight. It's no problem to them. Well, there goes that. Ramo Reyes is coming up. Hopefully, they could just strike his ass out. But hopefully, he hits a bomb. He's on my fantasy team. He's been awful this year. So I know he has been. Look at they're throwing the helmet. Get the hell out of here, Josh Naylor. Unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable. <laughs> I got a feel for whoever had a... Uh... What would Hawks say? And we found a way. I wonder, I wonder what Michael Kopech's doing down in the in the dugout, dude. Did he start today? He did. He just... He, it was going to be his first win. It was going to be his a, first win of the year. You got the dub taken from him? Unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable. We find a way, as Hawk would say. And we find a way. That's tough. Uh, live reaction. Six runs in the ninth. Unbelievable. Um, well, you got to blame that Banks guy. My God, that dude couldn't find the zone to save his life. Well, the thing is, too, we had opportunities. We had a couple double play balls. Mankata made a few errors, or he made an error there. I mean, it was a rough ninth, man. It was an absolute rough ninth. It's just one of those things where it's like, how the hell does this happen? You know, like you, you, have, a, you have a win like in your face, and there you go. Yep. I mean, what was Free the win probability the going into the ninth? Jesus Christ, 99.9%. Oh, you have Liam Hendricks in the bullpen, dude. He throws a fastball up and away. Wow. I mean, I respect it. He's, he's being aggressive in the zone, but my God. Man. You know what? Really quick, too, which I hate more than anything, is that they kept the runner on second going into extra innings. I hate it. Dude, I, I hate that dude. rule more than anything. Well. Like, my God, does that give me flashbacks to like 12U travel ball? That should not be happening I remember at the that. big leagues. California dude. rules or the whatever. California God. rule, dude. God, I hate that. I hate that. And I don't understand why more big league teams don't sacrifice that first out and just bunt the dude over to third base. Like, I get strikeouts, especially high leverage bullpen dudes. It's very probable after you bunt that guy over, but I don't know. It seems like you bunt the guy over to third, hope for a ball in play, and you're up one. So, I don't know. Mm. Well, I guess we jump into our beefs, huh? Ooh, Horner smoked that again. 0 for 3 tonight, but my God, he's just shitting all over the ball. <clears throat> but all right, yeah, beef of the weeks. I guess mine is with our bullpen tonight, considering uh, we just – or our ninth inning in general, I guess. Man, oh, man. Terrible, terrible, terrible. That's it? That's your beef? That's my beef right now. It was going to be uh, – you know what? The UFC pay-per-view is pretty garbage this weekend. Uh Alvarez, boxer, he lost. Uh, best one of the best, one of the you know world's best boxers as well. He ended up losing, uh, which you know he hadn't lost since he lost to Floyd Mayweather, you know, ten years ago, whatever it was. So there was that as well. Uh, yeah, I mean it was just a, a pretty shitty Saturday for UFC and, and boxing, in my opinion. Nothing too good. Um, you know, you you would you wish you had something better, but. Um, I guess that was my beef coming into it, but right now it's, it's the White Sox pen just blowing it tonight, and the defense in the ninth inning, that was rough. 
Yeah, that's a great beat. Blowing a six-run lead, my God. Unbelievable, dude. But, um, all right, sweet. Uh, my beef of the week this week is with um, high school umpires. Oh, boy. They suck. What happened? Not then? all of them. But, um, so I coach a team. And uh, for my game, we only had one umpire. And we were playing the school that I used to coach at. And running around third base, two outs. Uh, the opposing team had ground ball, shortstop, fields it, throws across the first base. It was clearly an out. We would have went into extra innings. The dude calls him safe, one of the worst calls I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, he managed to fail to get out from behind home plate where you can actually see the play happen. Um, called him safe. They ended up winning. And it was just one of the worst calls I've ever seen in my entire life. So mm. I don't know if my beef for the weeks with all high school umpires, even though a large percent of them are not the best but maybe it's just this one umpire because he screwed us dude royally screwed us what was this was this the jv game or was this it was a jv game nice so it was uh my team um and took a win away from us or a potential win away from us just on an awful call so might be for the week with that umpire a lot of the guys and a lot of the guys and uh they like to uh, a lot of the umpires like to get out of the way like to go home man it's a sad fact in reality in high school that is true he was about 80 years old and it was a double header and it was kind of hot that day so i imagine <laughs> he did probably want to go home after doing two games God. solo but can't do that to the kids man can't do that to the I kids i know man i get it i we've all been there man we've all been there so yeah so that's my beef of the week all right man well I guess we'll see. Uh, we'll see the rest of this game here. See what happens. See if the Sox can, you know, actually get a win here now as they're tied in the bottom of the ninth. You'll uh, hopefully this isn't start the the downfall of a, of a nasty streak here because this is the this is how they start. Yeah, this is a game you just can't give away. I mean, you cannot give that I away because it just leaves it leaves how? a horrible taste in your mouth going into tomorrow. I don't know if tomorrow's a day game, but it's a night game. So it's a night to, game, so at least you got some I mean, time. Even at this point, too, dude, you still have to live with it, man. Like you, you have to live with this kind, this like thing that just happened here. This is rough, dude. Like this is, Okada almost got hit there. I'm at that part, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, Ryan, if you got anything else, man, we might as well just uh, call it a night. No, I'm good, dude. I was gonna say though, we should try to catch one of these Yankee or Red Sox games coming up, man. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, these Yankee Sox games. I don't know. Maybe it might, maybe the Thursday game is what I'm shooting for personally. But uh, we'll we'll take a look, man. We'll see what we got. Awesome, we'll dude. Sounds good. All right. Everybody, thank you for listening to the 12-6 podcast.